0: Well, if you haven't heard, Grand Forks Mayor Bochensky has announced he will be running for mayor again, and we've got him in the studio today. We'll be talking with Bo in a few minutes. Our show today brought to you by Over Heaven's Cakes. You know there is nothing better than treating yourself to some good homemade baked goods, and that you know is where Over Heaven's Cakes comes in. Tell you what, you're going to find the best cupcakes and cakes for any special occasion. Uh, maybe just a treat. Just uh, stop in, walk in, find out more. But uh, I am going to warn you: uh, once you're in there, you're not going to want to leave. It smells that good. Over Heaven's Cakes on the north backside of the Grand Cities Mall. They're open Tuesdays through Friday from ten to four, Saturdays nine to noon. Call them up, 701-757-Cake, or uh, you can email them at O for Heavens Cakes at yahoo.com. Be a beautiful cupcake in a world full of muffins, all right? O oh, for Heavens Cakes, right here in the Grand Cities Mall. If you have any questions or comments for Mayor Bochensky, our number is 701-213-0863. 701-213-0863. Feel free to call or text, all right? Um, before we go any further, Let's do our daily segment called Jokes My Neighbor Tells Me. Here we go, Jokes My Neighbor Tells Me. My son, he's uh, taken part in a social experiment. Now, he has to wear a Go Vegan t-shirt for two weeks and see how people react. So far, he's been spit on, punched. He even had a bottle thrown at him. Uh, I'm really curious to see what happens when he goes outside with that shirt on. No Dale here to give me the thumb down on that. How, how you doing, man?
1: I'm doing well. I think I can leave now after the jokes my neighbor tells you. That's always my favorite part of the segment. You can segment.
0: use that one if you want. That's a tough
1: household you got over there. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, with my wife, you would not be a vegan, I can tell you that. Um, Happy New Year, by the way, Mr. Mayor. Happy New Year. Same to you. How did uh, your Christmas and and, and have? new year's eve and all that stuff go for
1: everything you. went pretty good you know my my kids i got to spend some time with them just slow things down a little bit so it was uh, really needed really welcomed uh we had a good time we, we just uh kept here locally for the most part and we mm-hmm. got to watch the ball drop three times so the three kids times. wanted to see that we watched the Puerto Rico one, the New York one, and then the Chicago one. So I, I was, I'm all New Yeared out. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs>
0: um, was Santa Claus good to you? I see you got a new Christmas yeah, shirt. Yeah, a new
1: shirt. It was uh, yeah. The, <laughs> the, the, the Santa Claus show. apparently it was on the nice list, so I got something. This well, year, that's which good. Is great. That's yeah. good.
0: Um, and I'm sure everybody thinks you're on the nice list. You know how that goes oh, around yes, here, of yeah. course. In politics, <laughs> now everyone loves you. Um, you know, I've been talking to you uh, on and off. We talk throughout the entire year, but um, I know uh, you're a hockey guy, and you are still busy with hockey. Uh, I know you're coaching. How many kids you got playing now?
1: I got two boys playing, so I switch off. I got a, a first year Pewee and a first year Squirt, so I switch off which which one I coach each year. So mm-hmm. I go back and forth. Oh, okay. so I'm coaching the Squirt this year, so B one Blue Squirt. So sure. and you guys are listening. Shout out big tournament in Bismarck this weekend. So oh, ramped up for that. But uh, I I love working with the kids. It's yeah, just so it, it much is fun.
0: And and you know what? Um, I hear so many people say, "Well, my kid's not going to play hockey. It's too expensive." Or Geez, we got to go to Bismarck for the weekend. Blah blah. I, I nickeled and dimed my vacation to death going on hockey and baseball trips. I look at it this way. The kids are having a blast, but if you're going to spend your vacation time and your time in a motel, you might as well have fun too. Uh, so make it a family deal. You know, yeah.
1: go have fun. The parents and the coaches all have a good time. We try not to have too good of a time. because sure, sure. happen too. But uh, I think you can enjoy that. And it's, I, I mean, for me, it's nostalgic. It's like when I was a kid, we, we'd go up to War Road and, and hockey mm-hmm. tournaments. So I remember the the drives up there, stopping at cafes, you know, being in the, you know, it, it's just a fun experience. I can... You know, flashback to the sights, the sounds, the smells from when I was a yeah. kid doing that. So it's it's exciting for me.
0: Um, that was a long drive for you. Where did you play youth hockey? I was in Blaine, Minnesota. you in Blaine. So, yeah,
1: it was War. There's not a great way to go directly to Warroad, but I got family that's from the Greenbush area. So we'd oh. always we'd visit with them first, and we'd you know either stay there or be there. So sure, I it, yeah, it always get to see my cousins and aunts and uncles. So
0: oh, well, that's that kind of well. cool. The big yeah. city of Greenbush.
1: Oh yeah, Greenbush Badger, Middle River, best wrestling <laughs> team in
0: the world. <laughs> they were for a long time there. <laughs> yep. You darn right, they were. Uh, we used to go to a place I'm from thief river falls originally so we yeah. spent a lot of time in middle river in the middle of nowhere they had this place called the meadowbrook ballroom it was a big ballroom big dance hall and it was in the middle of nowhere about i don't know how many miles out of middle river but we used to uh Spent a lot of time there.
1: I'm picturing you and Tommy Kenville driving in like a Camaro out there with hair blowing in the wind (laughs) back in
0: the day. (laughs) Old TK. Uh, What a great guy. We uh, actually hung out quite a bit uh, during our class reunion. 40th year already for us, man. Um, I know you're busy as ever. Um, You got the kids playing hockey and all that kind of stuff, but um, you did take time to come in here this morning, and we appreciate it. Uh, Mayor Bochensky, you are running for mayor again. The cat's out of the bag. Yeah, yeah. What made you decide? I know I ask you every time you're in here, and you really don't give me an answer.
1: No, I. I mean, I. I still believe that you can get something done at the local level. I, I still believe these positions are important, and we need people to do them that uh, you know have a good head on their shoulders that are willing to do the work. I look at it as a as a job, not a, a political position at all. So, uh, I you know I hope more people like me, you know, and 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 you get more people that that want to do these things. So. There's a lot of projects that we've got going that I want to see across the finish line. And quite frankly, you know, a lot of the economic stuff when it comes to property tax and, and, and trying to come up with so – it's just taken longer than I've wanted. So I, I've got to stick with it till I can, can see, the, see it through. So that means four more years.
0: Do you um, – I mean, do you consult with your wife and your kids, and, and do you ask their opinion? And, and if they said, we'd rather you didn't, would you not?
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, ultimately, if that, you know, if my, and it was probably close at times, we had, yep. a, long, oh, you know, sure. we had a long, I'm sure, I'm sure it's been a,
0: a bumpy four years.
1: I would say, you know, the first couple of years, you know, you're just involved in so much. The, the work of life balance was really hard. And, you know, we, my wife said, you know, if you're going to continue this, you just got to find more of these evenings. So now, even with coaching and stuff, I still have to find, you know, a couple nights a week where I'm just saying, no, I'm not taking mm-hmm. dinner meetings, not doing any of that. I'm going to be home with the family. And we've really done good at that and tried to shut it off on the weekend. So that's helped. And she kind of came around, you know, starting around uh, Thanksgiving, we've really been talking about it. And she said, you know, you're at the end of the day, she said, you're good at it. And I, I, want you you, are. I want you to do that. So it was at the end of the day, if my wife said no, I wouldn't do it. I think you got to mm-hmm. respect each other in your, in your relationship. And um, she's behind me. And I. I, don't know, I was just telling someone this example, like she might be 60-40 on something, but if she's decided that she's that sixty go, you know, then then she's one hundred percent behind it. So oh that's, sure, you know, that's, okay. I got to give my wife credit for that. She's she's got my back.
0: You know, uh, TK is not only your one of your biggest advocates, uh, so am I, and and I have no skin in the game because I'm not even a North Dakota east-side resident. Or, let alone yeah. no rural <laughs> east side. <laughs> um, I, I, I will tell you one thing. I Grand Forks politics. You guys got something going on here. East Side politics. They got no clue what the the difference between their what and what. But um, uh, anyway, I'll leave that at that. Um, I have when when I when I consider myself a a big advocate of you, um, I really am. Um, And I'm the guy with what I do. I hear the the goods and the bads about people's opinions on things. And of course, the mayor of Grand Forks is people are opinionated about it. One thing I always tell people and, and, and correct me if I shouldn't be using this, but I say you are more of a full-time mayor than we have probably ever had, at least in my lifetime. Would you consider yourself more of a full-time mayor than what we've had in the past?
1: Well, without a doubt, I guess, you know, my work ethic, uh, you know, I, if I, if I, if it's only 40 hours, that's not a full-time job, in my opinion, but uh, I've put at least that in, you know, every week, it's Mm -hmm. probably 50 to 60 hours every week with, you know, your odd week that you might get some time off, but I don't know how else you could possibly know everything and, and be able to respond and to make decisions in real time. If you aren't willing to put the time in and be there. And when I campaigned, I think those are, that was a big piece that I said I was willing to do. And I think I've proven it, uh, uh, you know, every day that I've been in office. So uh, mm-hmm. I think, I think the answer to that question is without a doubt. And, and yeah. it's going to continue. It's not like, uh, you know, I'm just doing it for four years. So I get reelected and then sure, I'll, I'll, sure. I'll slow it down. It's probably going to only intensify as you get involved in more things. But I think you have to be at this, you know, this day and age with the number of things the city has going on. If you're not involved and you don't have you know, at least basic knowledge of day-to-day um, you know, ongoings, how, you know, how do you expect to do your job
0: properly? Right, you just can't. right. And, and you're not punching the clock, going to work at 9 in the morning, getting done at 5, and then thinking about it while you're at work going, Oh, man, I still got to go all do this and, and be a mayor. Um, it, that's harder to do. Uh, another question, and these are things that are just popping up in my head. I don't even have them in my notes. But uh, does the mayor of Grand Forks even get a paycheck?
1: Yeah, you get paid. I, I know it was it was in the thirty thousands. I don't okay. know where it's at this year, but mm-hmm. you, no, you certainly do get paid. If it was an hourly wage, wage, you'd probably be right around minimum wage. I'm sure, sure right, right the time that I put in. But uh, uh, you know, I'm in a fortunate position. I paid, played fifteen years of professional hockey, mm-hmm. so I, I don't have to do things for the money. I'm, you know we'd be able to be financially stable, obviously without this. So. I think in some ways that, that makes it harder to, you know, attack someone that maybe had a business that, you know, that they needed to support and people go after. You know, we're such a cancel culture now. Yeah, it, it's right. really It's hard to cancel someone that's sort of, I've made all the money I'm going to make in my career, you know, mm-hmm. as a hockey player. I'm not making any more, yeah. I can tell you that much, playing sure. hockey. So um, it, it does give me a little bit more freedom, I think, to to to, to not feel threatened, mm-hmm. at, you know, at times when they, when, it's, when there's difficult, you know. When you have special interest mm-hmm. or different situations that arise.
0: This term, this first term, does it seem like it, it's been as quick as it is or does it seem like it's been longer? Because to me, it seems like it's been longer. It seems like you've been married longer than you have been. But how has that been for you time-wise? Does it, is it flown by or not?
1: it's uh, you know it's life isn't it it's just it feels like it's been so fast but at the same time you know looking back just so much has happened we've gotten so much done in, in a matter of three and a half uh three and three quarters of years that it's it's just uh it, it's really hard the time space i mean you know the whole covid period was just such a bizarre time mm. you know i came into office during that to begin with which was you know a pain in the in the bud you, you can know, say yes yeah, i'll yeah, say it for it um, you know, so coming through that, I mean, that was really, if you think about how long ago that was, when yeah. you're thinking about people, you know, mass conversations and mm-hmm. all that nonsense back in the day, you know, that was the first two years when I was in office. That feels like yeah. a lifetime ago yeah. now. So certain things have felt long, but it, it does feel like I, it, I've just blanked. I mean, I was looking at a picture when I first ran and my kids, uh, you know, they were my, at my knees. My daughter mm-hmm. was at my chest barely. Now she's the same height as me. It's yeah. just like, when did, when did this happen? <laughs>
0: It's crazy you know and i look over at the wall one of our very first wall hangings is uh bochensky for mayor a yard sign that was actually autographed by you um it's still in here and uh i i, I it'll probably be here forever um you know you talked about covid uh, what a weird time um everything was so up in the air um, um i've i've talked to other political people and during the covid thing they were like i don't know if i'm gonna run again i i mean i i just don't know if i'm gonna do it um once it got done, things got back to a little bit more normal. Uh, their whole tune changed a little bit. You could can, can focus on what you're supposed to be focusing on and not this, this sidetrack thing called COVID. But, yeah. Mr. Mayor, if, if you were to grade your first term, what would you give yourself? Oh, I'd
1: probably give myself a B. I think there's there's mm-hmm. room for improvement. I don't. I'm not the type of person that just gonna come in here and say A plus. I did a great job. I think I learned a lot. If I'm not better today than I was when I first got into office, then I I wasted four years. Mm-hmm. So, uh, without a doubt, uh, you know more knowledgeable certainly relationships and partnerships that have been built. Uh, you know, learning how to work with a council. Um, you know, the decision making. Sometimes decisions were made too quickly. Sometimes too slow. I mean, I'm not a person that's gonna say everything was perfect. I've made plenty of mistakes. So. Uh, you know, a B might even be a high grade, but I I think we've gotten a lot done where you you can say, you know, at least you put the work in and did the job.
0: You know, it's funny because uh, of all the sports people I've interviewed in, in my radio career and my sports career, um, you come off as a hockey player. They're, they're a completely different breed when it comes to interviewing people. But one thing I always notice about hockey players, it's always about we, it's about finding ways to get better. It's about finding ways to get better as a team. Um, not everybody is like that. Uh, like you said, you know, the me, me, me thing. Um, that's not Mayor Brandon Bochensky.
1: Well, I mean, it probably comes back to sports. I mean, you didn't, you didn't, you never got off the ice and said, hey, uh, you guys, the coach didn't say, hey, you know what, Brandon? You played the perfect game. You don't have to get work on anything. You played the perfect game, so right, just, just rest on your laurels. Mm-hmm. No every game you'd look back, what can we do better? What, you know, where can we improve? What's the next opponent? It was just constantly trying to get better. I I believe that as a, as a husband, as a man, as a father, that, that it's not just my philosophy in in politics or sports. I I think that that's life. You should be learning from your experiences and always trying to get better at whatever you're doing. It's not, perfection isn't the end goal. You want to strive for perfection knowing you're never going to get there, but you you still got to have something to strive for. And, yeah, I mean, I hope I think it suits me well in, in, in the roles I've taken on in my life. It's uh, you know, it's it's certainly exhausting as you you know you're constantly trying to improve and trying mm-hmm. to be better. But what else is there?
0: Yeah, right. Uh, it's funny because other sports, uh, football. Just throw that out there. You'll see a guy on the sideline. You know, just throw me the ball. I'll take care of it. <laughs> You don't see that in a hockey game. You don't see a guy just going, get me the puck and I'll take care of the rest of it. At least we don't hear that much about it. Um, things that you have accomplished in your first team, I mean, you have been cutting administrative costs. That was one of the, the more important things uh, that was on your platform when you were running for mayor. Uh, I can remember talking to you about that. Um, you've decreased the city mill rates. Uh, police and fire departments are fully staffed. Um, the, the Children's Museum is, is getting worked on. The new sports facility... Um, what would be your biggest accomplishment do you think or or just all of them together?
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think I'd list something that's really not on that, and it's the, the business growth that we've seen in Grand Forks. Mm-hmm. Um, year over year, we were – and now, you have to get rid of COVID. I don't like it when the, the current president talks about, we've created all these jobs, and a oh, lot of yeah. them just ones yeah, that returned sure. after COVID. After so you
0: dumped all the jobs.
1: Yeah, so once once COVID had subsided, you look at the job growth, and uh, the last number, we looked at 1,900 jobs, something like that, in Grand Forks. And Fargo had created – and these are these are filled positions. Mm-hmm. It's not just a job that was created yeah. that wasn't filled. So we're putting, putting up more than double the jobs that, that Fargo is. Uh, Bismarck's going the other direction. So mm-hmm. we're growing. People are confident. And that's meant uh, rising wages. If you really want to, you know, how does a constituent really benefit, uh, um, you know, in their lives? You're earning more at the job you're doing so you have more disposable income to enjoy your life. I think that's huge. So. I think that's beyond other things. You know, some of the property tax stuff, we still have a lot of work to do. I think the city's done a good job on our part. It hasn't quite been the case with some of the other taxi entities. But we've set ourselves up with some of these investments that I think in the future we're going to have that growth where, you know, it, the burden gets spread out more. Mm-hmm. It's going to go more to business, more to commercial. So I think that's the piece that just hasn't happened as quick as I'd like and in a, main, in a big reason that I'm running again. But, you know, the fun stuff. Yeah, you're, you know, your all Van hotels, which has been beautiful. Yeah. You know, some of the smaller things like getting uh, the the townhouse, you know, torn down, getting uh, the the ambassador town torn down, the travel lodge torn Mm -hmm. down, the hauled in, sometimes uh, out on Gateway torn down for the CT center. I mean... We've really, I think, had a facelift in Grand Forks, and they're moving in a positive direction, and it's, it's palpable. I think you can feel it. It's not something that this isn't a downtrodden city that's losing its pool and its baker. This is a city that's growing. You know, right, we have, right. We had Hisslop. We have something getting torn down at the university. we got something bigger and better coming right behind mm-hmm. it. We're not that community that's taken so many steps backwards. We're moving forward. Right, I'm, I'm, right. That's what I'm most proud of. And,
0: and, and, and I remember you had said something, uh, I'm not going to quote it, but something about um, how we were kind of stagnant uh, when, when you first took over mayor and, and, you know, this is something that we had talked a lot about, even when we were first, um, you know, creating this, uh, Grand Forks best source, it's giving us an identity again in Grand Forks here. And, um, I think we were a little stagnant. We were just kind of happy being where we were. Uh, we used to be a destination city and I don't think we were for a while. And now that is all starting to come back too. But, um, the one thing, and, and I swear to you, Mayor, that this is the last time I will ever bring this up. But don't you get sick and tired of people blaming the whole foo-fong thing like it was all your doing when you tried? I try to explain to people, you know what? Um, he did his best to get it out of here, too. But um, is that finally getting th- under the bridge? Or there's, You're always going to have those negative Nellies that hang on to this crap.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that's the nature of the beast. And you can, if you want to be in a position like I'm in, you're, there's going to be tough decisions and you have to look at those decisions that you, you, to be a leader, I look at, I've always looked at it different. I look at it as a burden. It's a burden that you have to carry. You mm-hmm. have to be the one that has to make these decisions. Well, people see, you know, often forget, you know, you have the, the North Dakota Department of Commerce brings a project in, the, the governor's office supports it, our congressional delegation supports it. Everybody did it first. Support it. Okay. So what does the city do? We took, we took a a, a legal framework through a development agreement that set it up so we could review the thing granted people weren't happy with how long it took, but we played the process out and uh, w- do I wish we could have ended it sooner? Absolutely. But yeah. we, we, you know, we played out the process. It was a billion dollar project that, you know, I think would have been a huge economic boom. If sure. it
0: came. We all did.
1: It's not, you know, in the end it wasn't worth it. And we, we got clear direction from that and we're able to instantly make the move that needed to be done. Mm-hmm. We did what we needed to do. Now, the people that, you know, got annexed that were unhappy about that. That was totally separate from that. I mean, it absolutely I think they pulled was. that in. Yeah. They had an agreement back in 1994 to be annexed in 2004 and we we're in 2023 and 2022 and they, it still hadn't come into the city and mm-hmm. it needed to be done. So there was no political will to do that in the past. And we, we got it done. I mean, it was needed to be done. Um, and I think there was people that were angry about that. And I, and I get that you, you, you know, you have to pay more now. You have to pay the same yeah, as everybody yeah, else. Yeah. You know, you're, you're one of us now. Exactly. Welcome to Grand Forks. Sure. You know? Sure um, so, yeah, I, I don't know that it'll ever go. Some people, you know, they, they you know, to, but to taste, to say somebody doesn't like America, or, you know, and those types of oh, things, yeah. some yeah. of those comments and the threats to my family, threats to me, people attacking my faith. I mean, mm. some of that was just so disgusting and makes you wonder why you want to do these things. But at, at the end of the day, if you're not tough enough to to be able to handle some of that, you probably shouldn't be in the role to begin with.
0: Absolutely. Good answer. Um, we have kind of talked a little bit about what you have accomplished in your first term. Uh, we will be talking here uh, in just a couple of minutes about what to expect if you win this reelection, if you you when, when you run and uh, all that stuff. But uh, we're going to take just a little bit of a time out here. And uh, we are going to listen to this from Red Shield. Have you noticed the ever alarming 400,000 cell towers that have gone up in the United States alone? How about the electronics that reside in every room of our homes and Wi-Fi that runs 24 seven? 5G cell phones are carried in our pockets hours on end. Common complaints are ringing in the ear, sleep deprivation palpitations, headaches, memory loss, and so much more. Redemption Shield is on the cutting edge of offering products that protect your family from electromagnetic and microwave radiation. Start protecting yourself now. Go to RedemptionShield.com and get grounded and shielded today. Use code GFBS and save 10%. RedemptionShield.com Have you... Yeah, go to GFSsource dot com at the bottom of the homepage and click the Shield to Order today. Uh Grand Forks Mayor Brad Bochenski in the studio with us uh announced yesterday uh, gonna run for another term or run for reelection. Now if you are reelected again, uh what are the some of the things you want to accomplish? Uh I've I've got a list, but some of the things on the top of your list.
1: Well, we've got, uh, I mean, a couple of the big things, some of these projects, uh, the 42nd and Demers underpass, you know, that was a project I was talking about for 30 years. Mm-hmm. The interchange, uh, the interstate interchange, you know, we haven't had an interchange built since the 1970s. Yeah. You know, someone in Grand Forks that's 50 years old has never seen an interchange built here. Yeah, I mean, That's that not nuts? the case if you live down <laughs> Fargo, you've seen 12 of them. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's, I mean, you're talking about generational projects that we're getting done. So that that's going to be exciting to see those through. Those should be done by the end of my next term. Uh, the Epitome Energy Project, uh, the soybean crush plant, we mm-hmm. need one of those in the worst way up in this area for our farmers. So getting that across the finish line, uh, the, the two other big pieces that are, I would say, newer, I mean, they're not new by any means, but we need, we need to expand our air service and ground forks. I've been working on that uh, quite diligently, and we're going to continue to beat the drum on that. Uh, as businesses uh, look to grow or, or come in here, that's a, that's a big uh, barrier. If you don't have yeah, air service, to, that they can quickly get back to headquarters or other things. Um, and and just quite frankly general population if you're going to travel for leisure you, you know why should you have to drive to minneapolis before you fly somewhere or or go to fargo quite, you know even worse go to mm-hmm. fargo and fly out of there you're just adding to their economy and taking from ours and you know growing right, their right. reason to grow their airport so air service is going to be a big one in the columbia mall we've uh, you know i early in my term i had a lot of meetings went out there uh tried to get something done with that that current ownership group and then we kind of sat back and took a more passive role, and, and really kind of waited them out for bankruptcy. Quite frankly, now I think we need to be more aggressive. If they're, you know, not taking care of that ring road, it's it's time to to, to kind of lay the hammer down from the yeah. legal and from a city side to nudge them to to either do something or get out of the way because yeah. you're, you're hurting our community. So
0: yeah, I just uh, I was I was talking to a lady out here uh, earlier before uh, before you got here, and uh, she hadn't been in here in a few years, and she says, "Boy, she says this is this is all right. This Grand Cities Mall." She goes, "I go to the Columbia Mall, It makes me sick." He goes, it almost makes me sick to my stomach. And, and, and that's a shame because you go, to, you go to Fargo and that mall is packed. I don't care what it, I mean. I've heard people say while I was there, there was nobody in there. The last three, four, five, six times I've been in there at all times of the year, all times of the day, the thing is hopping. There's all kinds of people there
1: and the mall's not going to be the columbia mall vaulted you know no, it's not no. going to have that much retail footprint that's too much it's going to have to be shrunk down there needs to be more you know other things to go through sure. there whether it's a children's theme, you know mm-hmm. whether it's a a, a movie theater a, a shooting range whatever it may be you know quite frankly it needs other things that are experiential the a right roller rink there. A roller rink, I know they're yeah. talking about how yeah. great. Yeah. Although, I, I get rollerblades get out there. The dude dude the d- yeah. why not? <laughs> uh, things like that that get you know, back when I was a kid, you know, we'd go to the mall, we'd get a pretzel, we'd go look at the the speakers at car speakers at yeah. Best Buy yeah. and check out DVD, you know, CDs and DVDs and all that stuff. Um, it was a place to hang out. So we we need to get back to sort of those more experiences. We need to get kids off of you know, Roblox and Fortnite mm, on their little yeah, computers and absolutely. devices because it just rots in their minds. Um, there's a place for that. Certainly, we I played some video games growing up, but sure. I, it wasn't my life. It wasn't six to eight to yeah. ten to twelve hours a day. So, I think it's all about the kids, the families. So there, something needs to to get done there, and it, it's going to be a smaller retail footprint. But uh, we need to drive and, and to work to. To try to not only nudge that, but to, to make sure it's going in the right
0: direction. I need to backtrack just for a second here before I forget. But uh, when, when we talk about um, the new aquatic center and, and the sports facility and all that, will that affect the new BMX track?
1: No. So we worked really, uh, really hard to make sure that that's all going to be south of it. So actually, some of the we might be able to incorporate some of the features like the bathrooms and mm-hmm. maybe some concessions or some lighting. Um, it'll certainly be a good win
0: block. It's to a win-win the win for everybody then. So,
1: yeah, it'll be right to the south of that. So, I mean, it's all going to be one complex now, which yeah. is going to be pretty exciting. You know, Danny wow. Weigel's done a phenomenal job with that. Yeah, uh, absolutely. BMX, and that whole board has, um, that's really growing. I mean, yeah. I, I love oh, that sport for for kids. And, absolutely. Know, now it's a place, you know, not on Highway 2. They can bike there even and, mm-hmm. and, and, and get, you know, get to work right there. So that complex there, I think it's going to be really just a huge boon for the community. And oh,
0: absolutely. Thing. Absolutely. and And people that don't know it, they're going to be driving by on I-29 and go, what the heck is going on there? When did this all happen? Uh, but it's all part of the growth like we've talked about.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, think of You drive by a town of 60,000 people. You see the Larris Center. You see this massive sports complex. You can see the, the, the roof of the Ralph. You see the University of North Dakota's aerospace school. You're like, yeah, hey, I mean, this is a town of 60,000 people. I mean, it's 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 just so exciting. I think that I, I talked about this recently. I mean, the value proposition of being in a safe community. You talked about police force and and fire department, you know, we've got a fully staffed police department. I mean, mm-hmm. that doesn't happen these days. No, just,
0: and we support them.
1: And we support them. Ask Fargo, ask Minneapolis yeah. how, their, how their staffing's going. That's because we treat them well. We treat them with respect. We take care of them. We, we do the, the little things right, but at the end of the day, the community supports them. And that's, that's a proposition of safety. That's a You know, the value of living in Grand Forks continues to rise, and I think you're going to see the migration from these cities and some of these, these coast places that want to go somewhere where you have traditional family values, at a reasonable price with decent jobs. I mean, it's it's got quite mm-hmm. we've got quite a lot to offer here.
0: You know, this is almost as bad as the F word um, football. Um, <laughs> the bridge. I, I, I chuckle over this every time it's in the news. Every time it's in the media, yeah. it's like they keep pounding on this door where nobody's home. Uh, and, and I'm talking, of course, uh, the the city leaders over on the other side of the river. They keep knocking on the door, but it's like, okay, we told you we're not home. We're not going to answer the door. And maybe not to that point, but. It, it's here's a great when uh, in the heck are they ever going to realize we're not, not going to put a bridge on 32nd? No.
1: It's it's not happening. I mean, Mar- the furthest north you're ever going to get is Merrifield Road for a bridge, so you might as well get that one built. I think I read it recently. Mark Rusted, who's a friend of mine, said it perfectly. It said, he said, it's like we're trying to marry a woman that's not even interested in us and yeah. can't get a clue. <laughs>
0: He's got a great way with words. He's got a, too. He's got a way with words that are,
1: uh, yeah, that, that, that strike the chord right, right there. I mean, it, it's it's so true. I mean, it's been a pipe dream that's been held on. It missed its window. I mean, it, its window was twenty five. At the, the very latest was during the flood when things got rearranged. It didn't get done then. It's missed that window. Mm-hmm. It's time to move on.
0: And and you know it affects me. Um, where I live, for me to get to the south end of Grand Forks, uh, especially if I were to go like way south where you are, yeah. but even to get to 32nd Avenue, if, if say if it's three o'clock in the afternoon, it's a half hour drive for me. Yeah. I would love for a bridge to be on 32nd Avenue, but it makes absolutely no sense. It would be a low bridge. There'd be no trucks allowed. One of the main reasons we need a bridge is, just for example, beet harvest. Let's let's stop getting these trucks going through downtown Grand Forks, downtown East Grand Forks, route them around so what they're going to go right by john roberts's house i don't care it still saves on our city streets it saves on the infrastructure but i i get it they're not growing as fast as we are but i also will say this i don't think they actually want to grow they might tell you they do but i don't think they do but that's for a different show too well they
1: yeah and they got one hand tied behind their backs in minnesota with that well, they do legislature and that governor i mean it's it, what are you going to do but I, yeah i mean you're 100 percent right what what value – I think some of our council members see it, and I, granted, we don't have to sit here on the bridge conversation, but there is there is a lot of traffic around Phoenix Elementary School. Let's just realize we have to try to make that area as best as we possibly can, mm-hmm. knowing that there's not a bridge coming. Because why, why would we disrupt, you know, not just dozens, hundreds of our established citizens in that neighborhood to throw a bridge yeah. right there? It just doesn't right. make any sense, right. and it's not benefiting – the cost-benefit is is a dollar and cents thing. It's, mm-hmm. In reality, it, it, you can throw out there. It doesn't matter. The yeah. benefit to the city of Grand Forks is not enough to make it worth
0: it. Do we need more roundabouts in Grand Forks? Because this is a funny thing. Grand Forks, Thief River Falls has w- probably three times more roundabouts than Grand Forks does. Here's the deal. When they first came out, because yeah. I had to drive them in Fargo, I, I hated them. Yeah. I, I just couldn't get But once you figure out how to use them, they are so much better. They're so much quicker. They help with traffic. It's- your thoughts?
1: They're, I mean, they're efficient. We had one uh, when I lived down in the cities in Woodbury. It was like one of the early ones down there, and it was a mess for like a month because yep. people couldn't figure the darn things out. But I mean, they're efficient. There are reason. There's reasons that they're happening. I will tell you this though. It, it, it sounds crazy, but okay. When you're driving, we, we went. To, we took a trip to Australia a few years ago. Mm-hmm. So now you think roundabouts are hard to navigate. Take them as you're driving the left lane. Oh, boy, you know yeah. Oh, my. I almost caused a head-in <laughs> collision. I was trying to figure, okay, I, when do I go? I go left now. I go right. When do I get off? And how do I go to the right? <laughs> Whew. So I know we're working on one right now over by the mission. And that's been, you know, people have talked to me. Why spend the money there? We did. Confusion I mean, corner. Confusion corner. And I don't know that it's that confusing. But the state has identified that as one of the perceived least safe Mm. intersections in the entire state so they managed to get a a, you know a heck of i think 80 percent cost share from the federal government for it and people say well that certainly that is still tax dollars too don't get Mm -hmm. me wrong Mm -hmm. but if we don't spend it it's going to go to minneapolis or los angeles or new york so we got a great opportunity to clean up that intersection i i think we got to give it a chance the the engineer i mean we've been working on that for seven years let's let's give it a chance i think the engineers have done all of the due diligence let's let's get that thing installed and, and hopefully it cleans that that area up a little bit yeah
0: too. and and i i take that street uh five days a week yeah. uh about quarter to seven in the morning yeah. and it's not confusing at quarter to seven in the morning but then again at probably about uh quarter to nine in the morning i bet she <laughs> it, it gets pretty pretty traffic it there. probably
1: gets a little confusing at uh 3 15 when call, high school, school students gets get out because mm-hmm. you know my daughter's gonna be she's got her permit she's gonna be driving soon and oh, I, boy. I don't know that i want her you know Peeling through there on her first day behind the wheel <laughs> by any means. But if you drive it every day, it's pretty simple. But, yeah, it's so, I mean, back on the broader roundabouts, I give them a chance. I think that they, they do make sense where generally – I mean, the one by Discovery seems to work pretty well. Yeah, I mean, They're safe. They don't have – you know, you're always at an angle, so there's no T-bone types of collisions. So the engineers, you know, I, I, you got to trust those guys. They've, they've spent all those years in school and mm-hmm. run all the models. So
0: Right. Um, the word I was actually looking for earlier, Mr. Mayor, was mojo yes that is yeah. the word you used i i finally figured that out but uh we're getting our mojo back
1: well the funny thing is is i don't know that i've ever used the word mojo in my entire <laughs> life and the the i was trying to just put words to it and i remember the reporter who was kind of trying to beat me up he's like well what do you mean it has lost this thing and i I think I thought back to like Austin Powers. watching that. I think they used the word mojo yeah, in right there. No that, that somehow, to my in my, I just said, "Well, we just lost its mojo, and, and you know, it's just not there." Mm-hmm. And and it seemed to resonate with people, but it's not something that's it's not a word that's in my vocabulary. Let's just yeah, it's yeah. just something I used one day, it, it, and it kind of resonated. <laughs> so I, I guess I own it now.
0: That's funny. I was in, uh, I was interviewing a high school hockey coach a couple of years ago, and just out of the blue, he used the word feng shui. <laughs> and <I'm> like, yeah. <laughs> looked at him and we're in the hallway of the locker room you know and i'm like wait a minute and he goes probably never heard that one from a hockey coach before have you and i'm like no and he goes i've probably never said it before either but um that one stuck i had to use that hey, one look
1: at the plants the nice chairs in here it's so relaxed so feng shui and relax. Yeah. It's So
0: great. <laughs> i gotta do i gotta spin around four times before i sit down before i, so I can get my feng shui my yin uh, and my yang yeah. all correct um one more thing for you, Mr. Mayor. Uh, you came back to Grand Forks after basically living all over the world. Uh, you were not born and raised in Grand Forks. Um, what is it about Grand Forks and the Bochensky family? Yeah. I mean, this place has got to mean something to you.
1: You know, I, I tell this story quite often, but, you know, moving up here as a, you know, a kid that had kind of an, a rough upbringing, mm-hmm. never really felt at home anywhere, and came here and had a, a community that supported me, that was behind me, that, you know, coaches, a university uh, met my wife here. Her family's here. Some of my family's moved up. It's just became home, and it's something that I want to fight for because I I think what we've got here is special, and I think we need to fight to keep it. It's a safe, it's a it's a safe community that's got uh, oh is it some noise in the background? I want that one. It's a family friendly, safe mm-hmm. community, great place to raise kids. And I think you you you've got a lot to do, a lot going on here, but you can keep your privacy you and keep to yourself. Um, I, I just, I fell in love and I, and I've, I've always wanted to grow up here. I always always wanted to live here. Sorry. I wasn't my kids to grow up here. Mm -hmm. And that's part of the reason why I ran originally too, is just saying, you know, if we're going to stick around and, and make grand forks, uh, the, you know, help make ground force the community we want it to be for our kids. Then, then I got to get involved and, and not just sit on the sidelines and complain.
0: Was this something you started thinking about as you were a college student here, a college athlete? Were you already thinking about possibly this is where I want to end up being, or well, after well, traveling all yeah. over the world, you decided that?
1: No, I mean, as soon as I got here, this was home, and then you know, obviously meeting my wife. And it, I, I wouldn't say politics by any means. I no, mean, you no. You have blinders on. You're focused on like three feet ahead of you when, sure. you're, when you're in college and and taking that and I never would have thought politics, but I knew Grand Forks was always going to be where we were coming back. I mean, mm-hmm. we constantly watch the housing market here and we're always waiting to retire to be able to come. I, re- I retired kind of early just to get back yeah. here, and then decide yeah. to go back for one more year. So that, that shows you that I was even willing to take a year off to, to get back here and work on my schooling and finishing my, uh, my undergraduate degree. Do you miss hockey? I do. Uh, I, you know, I had to step away from it for a little while. Cause I, I just, you know, you'd watch a game, you're still sweating. You're like moving, thinking you're in the game. And, and then, uh, you could finally. They they say you, you kind of have to let the player die. You know, yeah. and, and yep. hang up the skates and let the player die for a little bit. And that's you know now I'm I'm content coaching. I like watching the games. Uh, I like being involved in it. The Wednesday nights, you know, uh, in the summers, a group I play with at six thirty. That's that's enough now and um you know i realize how how good a shape i used yeah, to be yeah yeah. <laughs> get reminded uh, quickly
0: i i've always said that um my son kind of helped me relive my youth a little bit um i granted i wasn't the baseball player he was or is um but the hockey and everything are you finding that a little bit and does that help you uh with with missing the sport are you are you getting to kind of relive it again watching your kids uh grow and morph into athletes
1: I would say you get to see a a totally different perspective. I was so laser focused that I think I missed the bigger picture. I was like, I don't want my kid to be the best player on the team. I want him to listen to his coaches. I want him to have the best character. I want him to go to school and, and be respectful for his teachers. That's the traits I want him to learn. Um, I wasn't focused on that when I was playing. Mm-hmm. I wanted to score the most goals. Yeah, so sure, sure. I get to see it from a different perspective. So I think as a coach, uh, it's for me, it's more about character building. So I'm trying to build these into into uh, you know proficient adults someday. Um, and and the hockey kind of is a a, a tool to yep. be able to get them there. Um, so I get to relive it certainly to some sense, but I'm able to take a different perspective.
0: You know, that's funny. We do a, kind of a hockey showcase uh, at the beginning of every high school hockey season. I bring in uh, all the high school coaches, uh, both boys and girls, and, and they all – a good coach, it doesn't matter if they're high school, college, or whatever – um and and when you think about it, uh, Mr. Mayor, about some of the biggest influences in your life. I know me and myself there, a lot of them were coaches. Yep. And they all say the same thing. It it ain't all about hockey. Yep. Uh, you know, it's about making these people into good adults and, and good people in society and teamwork and and there's just so much more to the sport than the sport itself. Yep. And and I know a lot of people had problems with that, like during COVID and stuff, you know, they shouldn't even be playing, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it's like you know, there's more to it than the sport. And and as long as people realize that it's different when you're playing. Yeah. You might want to be the kid that scores the most goals, but look how it turns out 30 years later,
1: you're going to learn things regardless. And yeah, without a doubt, um, you know, I, I still, you know, you almost bring tears to my eyes. Some of the coaches that I had that believed in me in a time yeah. I needed someone to believe in me. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the high school coaches, I'm just going to list their names. Steve Larson, Scott Bukestad, uh, Steve Geider. And then, um, you know, as my coaches in, in college, Dean Blaze was the head coach. That there, I don't think there's a better example of a, of a man maker as a coach. You came in as a boy, and if you stayed a boy, you, you were going to be off the team. If you were sure. willing to turn into a man, then you could stay on the team. And um, I think Dave Hackstall, Brad Berry were the two assistants, you know, so that's the last 25, 30 years of the yeah. UND hockey um, they were the same way. I mean, they, it was bigger than just the game, and the game will your game will be better if you become a better man uh, as part of it. But look at some of the, the high school. I mean, two of the high school coaches in town here, East Grand Forks, with Paul Masino, a guy I yeah. played with, great guy, same philosophy. Tim Scarper, another great guy. I mean, I Perineko, yeah, Perineko, another great. All but,
0: of UND guys.
1: Yep, I mean I played on the same line with Tim Scarper to see yeah. him having success there. Now it's great to see. I know what kind of man he is and same thing with, them. I mean, I know Palmo and, and, and Scarp a little bit better just playing with them, but mm-hmm. yeah, I mean all three of those guys are, are, are phenomenal coaches. So we're pretty blessed here. Well,
0: I'll be talking to uh Palmo tomorrow. I got the thief East side game. So oh, that should perfect. be a good one. Uh, and I'll remind you too, or, or remind me, uh, when we're done here, I got a Scott Bukestead story. I will tell you. Oh, there's the there's a
1: Scott Bukestead story. Wow, I, I believe awesome. there is.
0: I believe there is. Um, we want to wish you the best of luck here from Grant Fork's Best Source. Uh, Mr. Mayor, you have been with us since day one. Um, I believe we were the first ones that you gave a key to the city to, in fact. Um, and, and we want to be here. We're backing you 100%. Um, I wish I could actually vote for you. Uh, but uh, uh, anything you need, man, uh, anytime, you make sure you keep in touch with us. And uh, thank you. And uh, it's great and, and that you're running again. And good luck. Well
1: and thanks, thanks to you guys i mean it 's been four years it 's kind of blown by, but uh, I think you guys have have stayed the course of what you 're trying to do. look at where and now i 'm kind of going on here, but look at where media's gone in this town you 've yeah. turned a corner. So I'm with you guys 100% too, so thank you for, for sticking with it and plugging away and doing the job. So thank you.
0: Thank you. There you go, Mayor Brandon Bochensky. He's running again, everybody. He's going to be the Mayor of Grand Forks for another term. I'm going to tell you that right now. want to give a shout out to the Circle of Friends Animal Shelter in Grand Forks. You know, if you're thinking about a new pet to maybe complete your family, hey, think about adopting. Contact the Circle of Friends Animal Shelter in Grand Forks. Your newly adopted family member, it will be spayed or neutered, chipped, up-to-date with shots. It'll be ready to come to its new forever home circle of friends also accepting donations for dog and cat food cat litter towels washcloths small fleece blankets money and more you know if you'd like to help pets in need contact them online at cofpets.com or call them 701-775-3732 circle of friends also looking to hire all right they make your family complete by adopting contact the circle of friends animal shelter in Graham forks Oh boy, Dirty Thursday tomorrow. Mark Dobmeyer is back in the studio. He's been in here numerous times, but when's the last time he was actually in here solo by himself? This will wrap up our series on uh, River City Speedway Track Champions. I can't wait to talk to him. Uh, Find out his thoughts on last year and what's his plan for 2024. And make sure to tune in tomorrow. And make sure to like, share, tag, and follow us Hit that notification bell on your smartphone. You'll never miss a show. And thanks for joining us today. Please show your support in helping us give the Grand Cities an identity by donating online at gfbestsource.com. And the Grand Cities are grand. Grand Fork's best source is giving them an identity again.